What's going on, everyone? I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is back in session, back at Nowhere Studios for another guest speaker episode. And as you can clearly see, I am here with a very special guest. I've wanted to have this man on for quite some time. He really is, I think, a jack of all trades, and that's kind of where we're going to start today. But you're a, a rapper, a singer, a producer. You've done some mixing and engineering. You were a radio host back in the day. Uh, your marketing's incredible. I want to talk about that at some point, too. But man, you just kind of do it all. And you're somebody that I have really been a fan of for a long time, and it is an absolute Absolute pleasure to have you here. Everyone give a warm welcome to Timmy O. Hey, thank you, my boy. I appreciate you. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Y'all really need that. <laughs> no, but I appreciate you, Mike. Uh, I know that you've really been looking out for me in the game for, at this point, like, what, two, three years? Hell, even a little I looked early. back. It was, yeah, because the first song was... Um, Oh, now it's escaping me. I literally looked the other day. It was so funny. But yeah. it was a song with you and Lucas. Was it Darlin? That was the one. Yeah, so it, it had like been two a years ago, rose then. coming out of a palm tree. I remember when I made the graphic. Correct. Yeah, that's I remember. The that's the exact that's the one. I was like, That oh, was 2020, right? That was Yes. In, okay, so it's Mid-pandemic. been- Mid-pandemic. Well, okay. I mean, we're still pandemic, but lockdown here. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a difference, you know, like, you know, yeah. uh, vibe right now. Or I shouldn't even say vibe, but yeah, things are a little bit different. Put it that bit. way. A little bit. But in, in, in a good way, in a good way. I think we're, we're somewhat back to the, like this, you know, this new normal. But man, so great to have you, man. This is this is great. I'm glad we're able Thank to do this bro. in person. I'm glad we waited um, to, to do this. And, you know, just obviously had Lucas and Uche on pretty recently, two, uh, two people you work very closely with. Um, and they had a lot of great things to say about you. And then obviously I saw your, your show, your headlining show at the Rockwell not too long ago, about two months ago now. Yeah, which thanks for coming through, by the way. Oh, I got you, man. And I, I, it was so much fun. It's like me and my girl, like I said, we, we really, uh, in all the other episodes, as you any of uh, our, our, our listeners, as you guys know, um, you know, and of course I wrote about it on, on our blog and we have like, a, we did like a little uh, montage like of the videos and stuff like that, the footage that we got. Um, yeah, you just, you made even more of a, fan out of me you as specifically as a performer i thought you were just just dynamite like and that's Thank you, that's that's just uh, something i definitely want to get into as well uh in just a little bit but i first want to talk about where kind of where i started in this uh segment of the podcast we call this the objectives this is where we get to know a little bit of your background uh before we dive into some of like the music and, and some of the things you really care about outside of music but um i'm really interested to hear about your sort of like you know uh, your, I guess your start, I guess, because I feel like you, like as I mentioned, you are such a jack of all trades. You feel like you really dabble in so many different things. So mm. was that like a conscious thing for you when you were kind of starting this musical journey where you were like, okay, I'm going to make sure I kind of you know, get, some, you know, gather some skills and be able to do it all? Or did it kind of just come as you, as you were going, I guess, if that makes sense? I mean, honestly, it was definitely come as I go type beat because, man... I was broke. I still, I'm still broke. I was like, let me, let me learn so how to. Do it. <laughs> hey, but we're here though. We are here, absolutely. Um, it was literally like I love rapping. I love doing poetry. Mm-hmm. Let me learn how to record and all this. I'm like, okay, but I can't afford studio time. All right, I'll teach myself how to mix. Mm-hmm. Okay, I not always getting beats. All right, I guess I'm gonna learn how to make some beats. All right, my beats kind of suck. Word, but I could kind of work with this. It was kind of just 
continuously learning until I got to a point where I could like really do things. But right now, at this point, I've gotten to a point where I'm like, all right, I do a little bit of everything and I want to do everything. But I, I really want to hone in on just being able to wrap my ass off at this point. Absolutely. Obviously, as a rapper, I think that is a huge like piece of your sort of aesthetic and, and music. Uh, but you can definitely sing, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you. you know, sell yourself short on the singing aspect. And even in person, live, I felt like you were, you really can hold your own as a singer. So was that again like, did you kind of just find, you know, uh, that skill along the way too, or were you always kind of singing, or was uh, it sounds like rapping was kind of the start of it, but. Where did the singing come into place as well? Like, how did you decide to get more, like, melodic and sort of soulful with some of your music? So what's interesting is I've always kind of been... I used to be a lot more melodic in my rapping Okay. Um, when I was in, like, my peak SoundCloud era. And then when I started getting into singing, however, is when I did this song named... Wow, I've done so many songs. And actually, <laughs> I can't even... It was on the Misery 22 pack. It was Misery 22 and... This one song with Lucas, this is straight up escaping. This is terrible. It's a song right after it. This is one of the points where I wish Derek is in the room. But it's totally <laughs> But I did the song right after Misery 22 with okay. Lucas. And I hit a high note. And I was just like, I'm just going to hit this high note because I can, because I want to. The Inside. Yes, it was called The Inside. There you go. See, it always, it always yeah, comes yeah. to you like after you you know stop trying to think of it. <laughs> it was straight up just like. All right, I've never done something like this before, right. but I just felt it in my soul to try it out. And then at that point, it was just not being afraid to try new things. And also working yeah. with Jita a lot, yes. honestly, like I would always be like, no, nah, I'm not a singer, though. He's be like, bro, shut up. You can sing. And I'm like, I, not like y'all, but, <laughs> but I'm going to try yeah. it out. But like working with Lucas and Jita, honestly, like kept pushing my boundaries, pushing my boundaries and told myself, I was just like, you know, I want to sing more on my tracks. Absolutely. Especially on Carefully. That was really fun to do. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite joints here. We'll definitely talk about that one a little bit. Thank but I, I certainly like, uh, you know, obviously respect the fact that you've been able to be open, I think, to like adapting, you know, your sound and your skill set, right? Because I think like what some artists can get into the habit of is like finding just like a, a niche and sort of going with it. You don't seem the type like that. You seem like somebody that is willing to like uh just try new things and like same as you like I, we talked about earlier like you've dabbled in some production and engineering is that correct yes sir and so did that so that must have came after like the the artistry like the the singing and the rapping was that something that came a little bit that followed a little bit after that or it definitely came a little bit after like um i i find myself in situations sometimes where i'm almost like Okay, if it's either I sit here and I be stagnant or mm -hmm. I force myself to get better at these things to be able to run it through. Mm -hmm. Like, to, I got to a point, especially with engineering, like I engineer yeah. on my own music at this oh, point. Wow. Unless I'm on the song with Lucas, because Lucas is very particular about his <laughs> vocals, which I can totally get because I'm also very particular, right. very similar right. in that. Um, I do engineer every single song I do. That's amazing. But in terms of production, it's like, I, I got to a point where I was sitting with myself and I was like, wow, I want to learn how to produce better. And I want to yeah. be able to create like an experience that's very unique to me. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, um, there's this one song called Depart. Um, it, I didn't name it on the stage, but it goes, Deep end, we can go. We can go to space some often. I don't know if you remember that, but it was I do, oh yes, super I do intense. actually. I do remember it. Yes. So I w I produced that myself because like oh. I feel like I get very 
I don't know, like I I put stories in my mind and I, I get to a point where I'm like, I want to be able to make this come to life. Sure. And that's where I taught myself how to produce so that's I awesome. could do that. That's awesome. But yeah, no, that I think, you know, and and um for you working with Lucas, is that something that uh you know, you kind of watched him, you know, obviously he, he did a lot of your early production and uh, did, was this something where he like inspired you to, to start producing or was that something where it was, it came more within or maybe a mix of both? Definitely a mix of both. Yeah. Because what, just being in a room with Lucas, you're like, yeah, too damn good what you do, bro. <laughs> I've heard many people say that too, that he's, he's just very like, it like just knows exactly like he's very just confident in the studio. Like I've heard, I've really, I've heard that from he's a few people now extremely confident in the studio and it also just comes with like a point of doing something for so long and also being extremely willing to put in the effort to get better at certain things yeah. without anyone having to tell you that is just a deadly combination and mm -hmm. then he takes it to the t it takes it to a point of like even elevating it because lucas is the type of person where he may not know what the hell this song is going to be about, or he may not know what the hell the genre is, but he's going to try it. And then he'll be able to reproduce certain elements and take it to a point where he can even make it like unique to himself in like mere minutes. It's ridiculous. Well, he's how so fast. he's so versatile too. I mean, he's no I mean, how many people he's like worked with and different types of artists that do like very different sounds. I mean, we talked about a lot about that on his episode when he was here, um, and obviously, uh, you know, Jita got brought into the equation on that conversation as well. And that was actually the first song I ever heard of of Lucas's, and that's again where I went with the, down the rabbit hole. No and found cap, you. no cap. <laughs> that song, dude. That song in 2020, that was one of my summer jams. Like, that's that. I just, I loved just the vibe of it, just the overall aesthetic, and it just really, like, I just, I was just obsessed with the song. And then I just went down the rabbit hole with Lucas, and that's eventually how I, I came on to you. And, and again, I've been, you know, obviously on all you guys since then, but especially with you, like, I've seen such an amazing progression with you like i Thank really you. really do and i want to talk a lot about your stage presence because that's in my next sort of segment or, or question in this is just like you know you've done a lot of performing I've, I've saw over the years you've definitely done some like pop-up shows and you've i think you've you know obviously opened for some people but you've never really headlined a show until this past march and it was an incredible success uh and i just was curious like looking back on it now over the last couple of months now you've kind of been able to sit with it like how do you feel now about it, like being with a little bit of, uh, you know, separation from it? I mean, I'm not going to lie. Living in the afterglow of a show like that was incredible. Yeah. However, I, I'm always like, I always just want to get better at what I do. Sure. Like, for example, even like leading up to that, you can ask anyone in that group of people. Like we did maybe three or four like group rehearsals, mm -hmm. but I, I probably did a minimum of 10 rehearsals up to that show like i just want to make sure i put on the best experience for whoever comes through those shows because not only are you investing your money but you're also investing something that's extremely important to me which is time absolutely because it's limited mm -hmm. and if you're willing to do that for me then i have to put in absolutely everything um for you which is where it's like like i i I'm, earlier on i wasn't even like i, I used to not want to do shows when i was like when i was like really early like my boy namdi aka it's by new used to try and get me to do shows like back in college mm -hmm. and i just wasn't about it like i did a couple but mm -hmm. now where i'm at now and then after continuously doing shows and like even as of recently i'm like damn that was really fun yeah damn people really like this damn 
this was, is we really liked it. Like you could, <laughs> like people, anyone that was there or Stephen saw some of the footage. Like you just had a way about you, man. Like you Thank got you. on the stage and you interacted with the crowd. You made it this sort of like, and all of you did, but you especially. I really felt like your interactions with the crowd and just the unity that you like. I, we all felt when you were on stage. Like I can't even really describe it in words. I just feel like you are so captivating and you have this sort of. I don't know if it's like aura is the best word or maybe charisma is probably the better word. I feel like you are so charismatic on stage and you're so talented. I mean, that was the first thing my, my girlfriend really knew. The only I uh, didn't really know any of you guys. And initially, the first thing she said when she saw you on stage, your your first song, which I can't remember what the first song was now, it's escaping me. But uh, do, do you remember? I do remember the song. It's actually called a song called Check On Me. And that song was not out yet. Okay. And she was like, wow, he's really good. And I was, and I was like, yeah, he is. I know. But I, obviously I've never seen you live. So I just, I, again, I, I just was so enamored with you as a performer. So where did all that come from? Does like the radio and being sort of in, uh, like being on front of a microphone and camera, like beforehand, like did that help you at all? Like as a performer, or is that just something you've sort of like, as you know, you mentioned like with Lucas in the studio building confidence, like I think that's a huge part of it too, but like, where did the confidence for you sort of like come from to get you to this point where, again, I think you're just, I think you're one of the better performers I've seen out of, uh, you know, this area for at least at this point. Well, first, thank you. You almost can make me terrible. <laughs> um, second, honestly, I feel like this is all really recent, like in mm. terms of like being able to translate what I do on a microphone to in person. Right. Like uh, the first time I think where it really, really came out was the show where I opened up for Michael Christmas at uh, Paragon Boardwalk. Wow. By the way, uh, shout out the Hall House. Um, they, they reached out so I could do that show. It was really cool. That's amazing. It was, I feel like it was just great practice. Mm. And, and like looking in hindsight, it was the first time where I really put in a ridiculous amount of effort to like really make sure that I was on my shit for that show. Mm -hmm. Like that's where the amount of just being in the TRC, the record co um, doing a whole lot of rehearsals, like almost every week or multiple days in that week up to the show to be able to make sure I was on my shit. That's when I really got to the point where I'm like, okay, I know all my songs. I know we had to say it from the T. Yeah. I have a couple dance moves in mind, which I did not do, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, Got a little cold feet on that end of it? <laughs> just a little bit cold feet, but I've been, I've been getting better with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I just felt like I was there. And, of course, I always have my crew with me. Like, shout out JMC. Like, I always have Lucas and Derek, like, mm. right by my side. Same thing with Jordan. Mm. He couldn't make the first one, but I, I know if he could, he would have been there, definitely. Um, it just having a really good team backing you mm. who like believe in everything that you do and at the same time are not willing to tell you when you want some bullshit um and at the same time just being prepared got me there yeah and for this one especially though i will say i was definitely still nervous i'm mean, like it was the first headlining show but i was prepared um i was able to bring the same bravado onto the stage there's even a moment that a girl i thought was really cute and still think is very cute was it literally in the crowd and I saw her smiling and I'm like, work. <laughs> we in this. Like, it's working. <laughs> it's working. We do again. <laughs> I got the Riza, as, uh, as Uche might say. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> that wasn't rehearsed, I promise. That just came to me. Uh, no, I'm, I'm proud of that one. Uh, <laughs> you should be. Because <laughs> I, I think Uche would be proud that I use it properly in the right context. Absolutely. Um, 
No, that's really funny. Uh, no, but and but I think you you hit the nail on the head there. And you know, there's this great saying that uh, my the varsity coach that I work underneath at at Andover, Coach Fazio, shout out Coach Fazio, um, who says this all the time to our players: prior preparation prevents poor performance. Absolutely. And I'm a big I'm a big alliteration guy since I I you know I'm an English teacher. So that like. That one's that one's stuck up here, and he's right, right? I mean, that's I completely that's I love uh, that saying that phrase because you're so right. It's like if you are prepared, then you, you know you're you're going to be successful. Like that's just the reality of it. Like if you are, it sounds like you're putting in so much time and energy in the hours, right? Especially to make sure that these performances are exactly what what they what you want them to be. And I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're not quite where you want to be yet. And I'm sure that there's like things that you want to improve on. Uh, maybe that's a question too. Like, is there anything that you feel at this point? Like, it seems like you're somebody that really cares about the craft and about, you know, the, the performances and all of that stuff. So for you, like, where would you like to see yourself go from here? Cause again, like I, I think you're, you're in a really good spot. I think you're, it's like I said, super engaging performer, but like, where, where do you see yourself going from here as a performer? Honestly, I feel like as I continue to progress as an artist and like, just as a person in general, yeah. I feel like I, there's always going to be a better way. Right. Like being Nigerian, when your parents see that you got a 99 instead of that 100, that you can always be better. <laughs> um, jokes aside, like, I, I think that as I get on larger scale stages yeah. and see way more people who are going to eventually know my songs and know all these lyrics and everything, there's just going to be way better ways to interact with them and make sure that they're having their best experience. Definitely. Whether it be set design, stage design, um, even who I decide to bring on with me that might correlate with like the whole group working with Derek closely because he went absolutely insane on the way that we put together that damn show. Oh, I'm aware. Like yeah, I Derek. saw him before I really <laughs> met him, like for real, I, I kept, I, I, I had a funny feeling he was like either a manager or something. I didn't know exactly at the time, but I kept seeing him walk back from backstage out into the, out into the crowd. And then like, just in like man on a mission, just like, Head, like not even head on a swivel, just like all right, just focus, like all right, like laser, just like laser in, laser back out, laser back. I was like, damn, this dude's working, hustling. He's doing something like really important backstage. But, but even yeah. like, it's the same energy even mm -hmm. before you even get to the. Like Derek has always been extremely good at making sure that everything that needs to be done gets done. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. sure, you have a manager and then you have the artist but like he really goes the extra mile That's to make right. sure that everything is there especially with that show like the conception of that was i definitely give to him like he went absolutely insane to make that so yeah. with future shows and like as we get bigger and we continue to progress like working with him on these crazy ass ideas that are going to come into my mind and also come into his mind as well because it's a partnership is going to be fucking incredible. That's amazing, bro. No, seriously, like, it's so awesome that you have, like, a great team. You, you said it earlier, just having that team around you, that backing, the people that really believe in you and what you're doing. And you all seem like you have a really common goal, and it really doesn't seem as though there's, like, a ton of ego involved. You guys are just so, like, just, you move well as a unit, and but also individually, too. Like, I, I think that there's, like, I think you could 
argue that, you know, you guys are, you know, obviously a great team and, you know, some is greater than, you know, it's equal parts, but I think individually you guys also really do shine and, and clearly like Derek has, has helped you guys out with that a ton. Lucas talked a lot about that, how he kind of gave you guys a lot of confidence early on to like push and push and do this. Um, so that's amazing, man. I just, I think that you're absolutely right. The team behind that you have behind you is, is as important as anything else that all the work that goes into it. Cause Unfortunately, there's just there's not enough time in the day. There's there's only a certain amount of time you can do. And while, like I said, you you definitely are a jack of all trades. You've certainly picked up a ton of skills. Seems like you're a DIY guy to like you know to to the death of it. But at the same time, like you do like you can't literally do it all, right? You yeah. only are only one person. Um, and, and and then I think it's more fulfilling and rewarding when you have the people around you that you can celebrate those those wins with, even if they're small wins. I think you guys show is definitely a, a, I would say at least a, a a midsize, if not a big win for me. I I, I walk we like I said we walked away from that like damn that was just amazing. It's just the way you guys structured it with just like it wasn't just okay Timmy O's set and then he's done. Like you didn't I said this on Lucas's podcast where it's like it just felt like you never really knew what was coming next. Exactly. And as a as a I mean obviously I was there sort of I don't say working but I was looking at it as a as a uh, you know a journalist from the journalist perspective. But I just as just as a music fan, mm-hmm. I loved that format. You know, I really so I I hope that you guys continue to like and I think you will just to be creative and try new things cuz I think like something like that really paid off like dividends to be honest. So. Nah, facts. And great. Thank time. you. Appreciate Absolutely, you. man. Um, I definitely want to move into the second ha- uh, second part of the show, which is the main lesson. So we're going to get really dive into some music uh, mm-hmm. and, and talk about some other things about, you know, things you care about and, and you get to know you a little bit more as a person. And the first question, I think, before we dive into specific music, um, I saw a post. This was probably, I think, three years ago now. Mm-hmm. And you and it was really interesting. You said in the post that you felt like I think it was I think you were promoting a song, but you had said something like, I think I'm a really good listener, but I have a hard time expressing my thoughts and feelings sometimes, like Mm. getting those out. And I was curious if the music side of things has helped with that at all, like in the writing, the songwriting that probably goes into your music, because I I was a little surprised reading that from you, because I feel like your music, at least the stuff that's been coming out lately, is introspective and does have uh, a deeper message than just like some surface level stuff. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about where you maybe were at at that moment, if you can remember that point in time or even before then, like being that type of person mm-hmm. um, as a better listener and maybe not somebody that could express themselves as much as they felt like they should or could. Um, and how has the music maybe helped you progress to get to that place you want to be at, just as a human? I think I might recall that post. It might have been two years ago, and it could have been the song, the the two, I guess, bundles, which you're supposed to call it, and I myself is where I might have been talking about that. Okay. So it might have been, like, one of the first times mm. I actually, like, really got into, like, I guess how I was feeling in the moment. Nowadays, I feel like I have gotten a lot better at being able to express, I guess, where I'm at as a human being. Yeah. Um, because over the pandemic, you know, gift and a curse – definitely more of a curse than a gift but it allowed me to just sit down my thoughts and like really think about okay how are all these different things affecting me Mm -hmm. subconsciously i actually always used to do that in my music without even thinking about it because i spent a lot of time freestyling some of my stuff but like as i freestyle i would literally subconsciously bring up emotions i was feeling or previously had felt before that might have been traumatic to me or um deeply influenced just how i was feeling as a person nowadays 
I make like more of a conscious effort to like voluntarily just be extremely vulnerable on my music. Like for example, like Steady Hand, which we can get to more later because I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah, um, nah, screw it. We can talk about it now. Let's let's talk about Steady Hand. I, 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 that's one of my. I haven't heard the actual song itself, but the, it was my favorite song that you and my for me my favorite song that I heard that night from you of you mm-hmm. you performed. I love that freaking song, man. Thank so, you, yeah. bro. And that comes out on June 29th. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So make sure you guys look out for that's coming out very soon. This uh, obviously this uh, this episode is out already before then. So definitely we will. I'm sure we will promote it when it comes out. So definitely make sure you, you check that song out uh, when it does drop on the 29th of this month. Uh, but yeah, talk, talk to me about Steady Hand a so, little bit. So in terms of steady hand, it was it was a situation where I had gone through a lot of stuff in the past months and mm-hmm. it was weighing pretty heavily on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to a point where I was kind of just like, damn, what really what am I feeling? Why am I feeling mm-hmm. like this? And I had like a bit of a writer's block, like where I felt like I wasn't making music that I really felt like at all in terms of like a person. And in terms of just an artist, like, it was a pretty low point. Mm. Um, so going through all this, and on top of that, having multiple other factors come in, I just kind of, like, sat with the beat that, uh, or I was in a in a pretty makeshift session with Lucas where he played me a beat, and I'm like, okay, I really fuck with this, and I took it back to my own spot, and I wrote to it, and I started just thinking about everything in the past that had happened in the last few months, and I'm like, damn, this has been really balled up. And usually when I deal with any situation, like, I, I tend to just try to diffuse it as opposed to, like, really, or it, previously I would try to diffuse it as opposed to really experiencing it mm-hmm. and really expressing, like, how I was feeling. And the other person wouldn't understand, wouldn't get a chance to understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And that would relieve, a, that would, like, leave a lot of leeway into a situation, leeway into a situation that, like, become worse in terms of a relationship with a person. Right. Or they could maybe interpret it in like a different, different way. way. Yeah, yeah. Where it, like it seems like you're not actually caring about what's going on exactly. here. Yeah. Where in reality is like I care or I cared, but at the same time I just didn't want it to become a worse situation. But in turn it was creating something else. Mm-hmm. So with steady hand, I was like I just thought about everything that happened. I'm like, damn, what if I just said what was on my mind? And then like I just was like, All right, let me turn that up to ten. Which is where you have extremely different flows from what you're used to for me. Mm-hmm. Where it's like usually I like to be very calm or come off as like a, you know, a very just like chill person. Yeah. Whereas like steady hand was where I was like, you know, let me just say fuck it and just say exactly yeah. what I'm saying or what I'm what I was thinking in those yeah. time periods. In the soundscape, at least what what I'm recalling it seemed a little bit darker than a lot of your other music. So is that, does that like kind of play into that? Uh, were you trying to like kind of paint that picture as well, not only with just the lyricism, but also like the aesthetic of the, of the actual beat itself, like you and Lucas kind of sitting down and, and making that beat. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, well, the funny thing about that beat is that Lucas made it at first and then he was like, he kept it very real. He was like, man, I'll fuck with this beat. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the cool thing about Lucas is that he's like, you know what? I believe in what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to let you do whatever you got to do. So I brought, I showed, made the verses, made the chorus, brought it back to him. He was like, yes, yeah, beats fucking trash. Let's make it harder. <laughs> so like, so we made it harder. He adds like all these, 
I, I started to describe like what I was going for slash mm-hmm. he just does very well at picking up what like I was saying and he yeah. helps basically helped me like create the scape to I guess really really emphasize what I was going for sure which is where it's like extremely dark and intense mm-hmm. because those were the emotions that were going in especially when it gets to that second verse but people haven't heard that yet yeah June 29th June 29th y'all definitely make and, sure you uh, check that thing out um, I'm not I'm saying there that you might be excited for one more thing too there's music video too for it let's go absolutely let's go the visuals that you create are something i really want to get into particularly with your latest song that is out now which is cairo but that's where we'll start before we take a quick pause here because it's time any of our listeners know at least for the last uh, couple of uh, episodes we've been doing we as we as we've reformatted these uh, i have to give you a pop quiz good sir damn so Oh, and that's the bell. So there you go. Now we know that Pop Quiz is here. So the way this is structured, okay? Sort of like you answer these questions to, you know, the best of your ability as quickly or as efficiently as you possibly can. Some of these might maybe need a little bit more TLC or a little bit more Mm. explanation. Um, So as anybody that listened to Lucas's episode knows, as we talked about, that Derek is a really good cook and you're a foodie. So this is a two-part question. So what's the best dish that Derek makes? And what's your just favorite food, like, overall to eat? You know, so far, I don't think Derek has cooked the same thing for me twice. No kidding. Yeah, well, because... Derek, when are you coming over and cooking for me? Holy <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, we we don't usually, like, when we do plan, right? Yes. When we do plan for a thing, like, he'll go absolutely hard. I think my favorite thing he's ever made is the okay, salmon. The salmon. salmon went fucking insane, bro. I go a lot. He was like, yeah, just try this out, too. I've never made candied uh, lemons. Was it candied lemon? I think it was candied lemons on the end. Damn. And So it was under the salmon, and then it's just the base. I'm like, yo, this is flavor. This is just incredible. This is, this is what flavor is supposed to be. <laughs> um, I, and I'm very particular about my food. Like, I will rash the shit out of some food. I have no problem with doing that. <laughs> and I'll tell you to your face. <laughs> <laughs> lovingly of course yeah yeah you're not gonna be an asshole about it but yeah you're gonna be honest but yeah i think the salmon that Derek has cooked is probably one of the best he's also made like very good pesto dishes cool. he prides himself on his italian heritage very much as well and uh much respect Derek. yeah love that i talk a lot of shit but uh, <laughs> i can't when it comes to that yeah and he's made like he's never lost yet facts i love that yeah he also doesn't eat like red meats or huh yeah, he's he's like he's pescatarian, mostly like vegetarians. Yeah. Well, y'all never talked about this before. No, we didn't get this much in depth about it. With, Damn, with Lucas. No, we didn't. Yeah, no, he went. And he was in the room last time. Like, you know, he. Yeah. I mean, so, that's fair. Yeah, but yeah, he. Uh, sorry if I'm exposing you, Derek. I, I mean, <laughs> to, mean to go too deep into that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, every dish he makes. Like, despite, you know, I come from a Nigerian household yeah. where if there's not me in the dish, then it usually isn't a meal. Um, gotcha. Whereas I, I've obviously grown out of that as I've been, like, very, like, intense with, like, health stuff. Yeah. Just making sure that I stay healthy. Mm-hmm. But, like, everything he cooks feels like a full meal, despite, you know, not having that meat dish that I grew up with a lot of that. And he just goes hard. Definitely. That's dope. So for you though, what's your like your favorite food like ever? Like like last meal type deal? Like what's Damn, last meal? <laughs> no, well not now, of course, but I'm talking like if, you know, hypothetically speaking. Shit. Death row. Yeah, death. Lethal injection coming. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't mean to take it like that. I didn't make it make, mean to make it so dark. But. Nah, I'm always the worst when it comes to this. <laughs> Damn. You know, you might just have to... I'm petty. I'm real petty. So you have me... You about to kill me? Bet you cooking everything I like. <laughs> um, I need the I need the goddamn fried chicken sandwich. It has to be one that... And it has to be made by Gordon Ramsay. Um, actually, no... Gordon Ramsay, I've literally seen him fuck up a – I'm not – no slander here. I'm sorry. but it's okay. I don't think Gordon Ramsay's going to listen to this. If he does, that's I hope incredible. He does. I hope he does. I really like, hope you do. If you do, I love you. I appreciate you. feel free to sponsor any Turntable Teachers episode you want. Anyway. Facts. Continue. But he uh, – <laughs> there was like a whole like mythical kitchen thing about him messing up uh, grilled cheese. Really? Yeah. That grilled cheese did not – it did not um, – Did not hit? Did, no. It like literally – the cheese didn't melt. How you grill cheese without it melting? It was crazy. And then I think they went on a back for, back and forth about it, and he got rashed about it. It was pretty cool. <laughs> but um, um, sorry, getting back to it. I need the fried chicken sandwiches. Yep. I need some salmon. Okay. I need some jollof rice. I need jollof rice is a Nigerian dish. Uh, yes. Everyone has a right. Okay, you. I'm aware. Word. <laughs> Culture. Appreciate. <it>. Somewhat. <laughs> Try my best. I need some. Oh wait. One thing you might—I need some boli. Boli is a—it's it, baked plantain, Ooh, and then you I usually like have peanuts on the side. But what we do in the family is peanut butter. You just dip the baked plantain into the peanut butter and go crazy. I haven't had good. that. In a, yeah, I used—I would always just chomp them down. My father a lot. Um, damn, what else? If I'm being petty, I need lemonade. I need iced tea, and I also need a very special armor partner to be made for me. Um, I need the most expensive lemonade you could ever have in your entire life, and I need the most expensive iced tea, and I need you to source that shit from France. Wow. Actually, no. The lemonade. I need the. I need the <laughs> lemonade from Southern Georgia, and then I need the tea leaves to come from India, because the British steal everything. They obviously. do. Obviously, yes, they do. And then after that, the person who's going to make the iced tea also has to be from Georgia as well. Fair enough. Okay. But, what a meal this is. This is like, absolutely. You're going in. I mean, absolutely everything. And I need, I need some goddamn salad too. Um, Caesar. Dave, salad. you trying to get your greens in before before that? Absolutely. Before death row. Damn. I you would. I would. I wouldn't touch a salad person. And I eat salad almost every day. At this nah, point, because so. I feel like after I eat a salad, I can eat more. That's fair. It's That's a fair. problem. <laughs> Well, man, I don't know if I'd want to go out to dinner with you, bro. I feel like you'd, you'd run a, you'd run a pretty high bill. Hell no. I save money. <laughs> <laughs> we get one thing. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's a, that was a great answer. That was more in-depth than I expected. But um, So I know you're a massive fan of Toby, as am I. That's he's my boy. Um, he's amazing. Um, what impact has he had on you as like an artist, as, as, just as a person as well? Man, to- I've known Toby since 2009, and the only reason I met him, I don't even think I told Derek this, or anyone is that turntable teachers exclusive <laughs> i i was uh, at a friend's n- house named victor who also goes by toby by the way it's pretty funny interesting toby just means big in uh in yoruba um which is a uh, yoruba is my tribe yes. from nigeria yes um and we had to go do laundry he was like mm-hmm. 10 something so we had to go to his crib and the reason why i met toby is because we had to do laundry at toby's crib that's that, how you met him. That is literally how I met Toby. It's the most random stuff. And he used to go by oh. actually he used to go by Tech Rhymes at the time. And then That's right. I forgot about that. Yes. 
because I like a lot of his. He's got this song, I think, called like Still Blues or something like that, I believe it's called. You're talking about City Blues. City Blues, that's it. Still. That's it. Still was the name of the album. Still, that, okay, I mixed the two. It's cool. I used to wear that hat all the time. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that project, I think it was like a short album or EP or something like that. I can't quite remember off the top of my head. But um, yeah, that City Blues track is my shit. I love yeah. that song. But anyway, it's crazy because Toby literally... Like, that was the only interaction we had, but I was looking for a place to record because I was in my pop's place and I didn't have any of my equipment. So he was kind enough to just let me record at his place while we were still getting at it. And I, I remember specifically making a song. It was one of my first songs in a while. That was, like, really me rapping. And I don't even remember the name, but it was off of a beat from Jakon Guru, who now goes by JTBS, and that's the homie as well. Awesome. Um, Nerdcore community, but that's, like, a whole nother rabbit hole for something for another day. <laughs> Um, so after that, he's like, damn, you kind of got talent. You got to go for it. But like, it'd be like every summer or like every few times I go visit my father, I would also visit him to work on music. And like, it would be like just showing each other new stuff. And like, as I was growing, because it was crazy, I actually had like a bigger SoundCloud following than him at the time. Really? Yeah. And then he started progressing bigger and we just go back and forth every time I come through. Yeah. And just like, I would learn from him. And, like, it was just, like, putting each other on the game. Because, like, I would literally freestyle ideas with him. And it was just dope. That's dope as shit. And then as I grew older and as we grew older, it was just, like, it's always been, like, a mutual respect thing. Which is how it is. That's dope. Like, even where he's at right now, which, like, bro has a fucking Juno. Yeah. He has a Juno award. Like, that's yeah. that's incredible. Like, I have nothing but love and respect. That's, like, that's my brother, no cap. Dope, dope. Shout out Toby. Seriously. Not facts. It, not a lot of people, like, that I know know him so that's why like, i've put a few of my friends onto him without yeah. before i even really knew you guys even knew each other so that's <laughs> that's super dope like i've i've always been a huge fan of his, his when i came on again i think that was the, the still was the, thing, the first time i heard him and then i backlogged and yeah so good so if you guys haven't heard toby make sure you check him out you really should really should for sure <laughs> what's the meaning behind timmy two strand what's up and i don't really ask these questions normally but i'm just kind of genuinely curious like what does timmy two strand mean it was the most random, I'm not going to lie, this is probably one of the most random shit that just became, like, bigger than um, than I than I realized and anticipated and was able to, like, really understand why I did it later on. So the first time I ever was like, yo, let me try twisting my hand, my hair, um, I got a twist out. And I didn't have enough hair for it to, like, really go. And what twist out is you put them in twists and you take them out and they're just, it's just curly. Gotcha. And someone called me Timmy Twist Out. Okay. A homie, a homie called me Timmy Twist out, and then after that, I I end up getting two. I started getting two strand twists as my hair was getting longer, and then I was like Timmy Two Strand, and that was the brand. But like, it's just like I was just like, man, I really like my hair, and hair hair <laughs> like hair is very important to me. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I think I even said some shit along the lines of like, don't fucking touch my hair. This shit too expensive. <laughs> on like a track I was working on recently, like to a point where it's part of my identity. Like oh. it, it, it plays a huge role into like who I am, even like how I get ready for the day. Yeah. Like who I see in the mirror. Mm-hmm. My my hair is like a huge thing for me. Also like being a black person in general, like my our hair texture is very unique to us. Sure. And like it's it, it plays a huge part into who we are as a person. So Timmy Two Strand just kinda like it it became it was just like a spur of the moment thing, but it became bigger as I became to like I came to like understand myself more as a person and also like understand people around me as well. Sure. Huh. It's really uh 
nice answer for that question. I was not expecting that. Thank you. That was very good. You're doing, you're doing great so far. Appreciate it. I think I'm about to get you right now, though. Sheesh. So, is it true that you used to work at Apple? Absolutely. Okay. So, why do you create music on a PC instead of a Mac? Yeah, I know. I know this shit was coming. No <laughs> fucking way. It's it's literally the one thing that I get teased about all the time. The reason why I create music on a PC is cost one cost effectiveness. I'm a huge fucking nerd. Like I literally game. I well, I don't game as much, but I used to game a lot on Steam and everything. Actually, no, I still game. Man, I, that's cap. That's cap. I know Derek definitely said, huh? Ain't no in the back <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> but um, it was cost effectiveness at first because, like, I would want to play my games and also have a PC that's strong enough to work on okay. Ableton. Okay. Because Ableton, <laughs> I'm going to look into the camp for this, supports multi-core processing on AM4 processors and AM4 processors on AMD. I built that shit for myself to be able to work on Ableton beautifully. And that is the reason why I use a PC. <laughs> However, I will say, yes, I know Macs are incredible and they're beautiful. And everyone in JMC, as well as everyone I basically work with who has a Mac, is like, damn, I wish you could just airdrop this to me and I get teased about it constantly. Well, I was going to ask you that. Well, at first, real quick, they didn't. Apple didn't fire you because of, like they found out you were oh, using no, PCs no, or no. anything like that, right? All right, that's good. No, no. Um, I like, used to talk about it all the time, but it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but like for you, like sending demos through like Instagram Messenger and stuff like that, is that a thing where like they, it just sounds better through that, or is it just like just no? They're just being so petty. <laughs> I know exactly who asked this question. I'm about to rush the link. But um, he said he said that you would. And he, I did it once. I literally did it once. But um, nah, I use uh, I use WeTransfer usually. Okay, all right. So that it's not was... that Instagram, you know, Messenger has better sound quality or anything like that. No, it had to be the most down bad boy. <laughs> hey, well, I gotta say, you you got you got that person, the specific human being, uh, earlier and um, from you know for when he came on my show and he he so you got him good. So I think this, I think no, you guys I are had... even. You guys are even. Now. I didn't even get him that good though. That was like <laughs> that's a genuine thing. He like. <laughs> Shout out, Lucas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, last one. This is actually like a legitimate a actual question that I'm just curious about. Because I know you guys like sometimes travel to like, uh, you guys will go to the mountains or like a beach house or something like that. Yes, and, and you guys will record. I think which is super dope. And I've heard like a lot of other artists and producers doing things like retreat style. Um, so do you think that's important for artists to like switch up their settings and in, in where, where they create the music? Because I know like, you you could easily like get inspired anywhere and like write music, but like literally like where you record it and where you make it is that like you think that is a really beneficial and important thing for people to be doing or artists to be doing? That is extremely important. Um, I feel like exposing yourself to new environments also exposes you to new opportunities to get inspired. Like I am not I am not a wilderness person. I'm not like really and I, yeah no, big hiker I, over here. Love it. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. I apologize. It's Actually, okay. I don't apologize. I'm not sorry at all. I apologize for apologizing because I'm not sorry. I'm a city person. Damn. <laughs> now I'm getting roasted. <laughs> but no, I, I've always been a pretty city person. Yeah. I think one of the coolest things about being part of JMC is that you have Derek and you have Lucas and you have Jordan who all like the fucking outdoors. Especially Derek, who will literally jump off a cliff. And one of my favorite pictures of him is actually of him jumping off a cliff. I will show you one day. And by one day, I mean in a few hours <laughs> after this. Yeah. And um, yeah, like you have people who take you out of your comfort zone 
and then we go to like these different retreats and we just gain new inspiration to either mm-hmm. start something new or finish something like for example i literally just finished one of the most i think is probably one of the most important tracks i've ever recorded on our last retreat mm. and i've had that song for like an, an a year and i didn't touch it in fact cairo i had for two years i literally had that song for no two years and i didn't i didn't i had finished it two years ago and I, we just released it now yeah. but in this situation i felt like i needed inspiration to finish this one track with lucas who did production on it and i got back to it and i wrote the verse on the plane came back cleaned it up and then i delivered it in the best way possible on our last retreat and we i I love that again because somebody feel like i got a whole uh, half sleeve uh tattoos it's all uh nature inspired so like you kind of you know i'm I'm not gonna get too offended nature boy rick flair (laughs) 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 but in all seriousness i think that's like so cool that like you guys do that shit i think that that's like i love that i think it's awesome actually great transition into cairo i definitely want to talk about the track uh cool if we play a little uh little clip of it for the people so we can hear about it all right well this is timmy's new single called cairo all right we'll be right back Hit your Yeah, I wanna hit your light. I wanna hit your light. Yeah, I wanna hit your light. I wanna hit your light. Yeah, I wanna crack your spine. I wanna crack your spine. I wanna crack your spine. I wanna hit your one, two, three, you see your beauty, every angle. Letting down your head like that man can't from tangled. One, two, three, you see your beauty, every angle. I wanna lay you down from your head down to your ankle. I got that, I, I, I got that, I, I got that, I, I, I got that, I, I got that, I, I, I got that, I got that, I, I, I got Dope song. Thank I you. love it. And it's interesting because I feel like it's one of the more just kind of fun tunes you have. And like, it's not, it doesn't take, it seems like it doesn't take itself super seriously. I, like the, the part had me rolling with the, with the, uh, with the music video when you're just like mean mugging the, the frog, <laughs> like that shit was hilarious. Like, where do you come up with some of these, like some of your music videos, there's like some quirk, like a lot of like just like quirky little things like that. Like where, where do you come up with this shit? Is it just like on the fly or is it just like, is there a vision there? That was the most random shit. Random shit. We did not expect that frog. <laughs> to have as much of a cameo as it did. I mean, I mean that was like, yeah, it got a lot of airtime. I don't know if you noticed, it was in multiple scenes. Yes, I did. I noticed yeah, it. Yeah, 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 a couple yeah. Times. That's why I'm saying it got a lot of airtime. Like, we were just like, no like this shit looks really good. I'm going to look at this fucking frog. We're going to look at this frog. We're going to go back and forth. I remember because we flew Max. So one thing to very much um, highlight on this is that we flew Max out. Okay. Uh, shout out Max Noken. I believe it's, yes, Noken. Yes, Nokin, Max Nokin, and we also had Jacob Rodier. That name Rodier. sounds that name sounds really familiar. Yes, and it will. He also worked on Steady Hand music video. No shit. And we're working okay. on a lot of cool shit. Shout out to Dope. James as well, or my bad, Jimmy. Because we call him Jimmy. That's the boy, Brock, and that and he go crazy, bro. Like that's yeah. that was that was the team. So we were putting together that video. And fun fact as well, we put together that video at the same weekend as Bad Place. Okay, interesting. We literally wow. did that 
that if anyone who's listening to this or watching this who does film knows that shooting a music video in a weekend, let alone two music videos, that's is crazy. Some crazy shit. That's crazy. So we literally did that music video in like a day. Wow. Yeah. And I was see, I was looking I couldn't help I looked looking at some of the YouTube comments Derek's being one of them uh, you got to be the first uh, the first uh, artist ever to get a, an adjustment exactly <laughs> and I saw one other comment that was like this this song cured my back pain <laughs> I saw that as well that was the highlighted funny. one prior to uh, prior to Derek so I'm like nah this has, that has to be it <laughs> man I gotta I gotta add Soldier Boy too <laughs> that's so funny no I, I really I really like this track again like again because I feel like it's not it doesn't take itself super seriously it's fun yeah. uh, it, I think it's an interesting break from some of the other you know music you've been coming out with that's been a little bit more deeper and introspective so I really enjoyed it a lot thank um, you it's a great job and guys definitely go stream it we'll link it in the description the music video and the songs so make sure you check that uh, both of those songs out um, you know and then you this year you also dropped a song called carefully yes sir. which I also really really like as well the hook's super catchy please tread carefully so dope thank uh, you curious like where the inspiration for that song came about and and really the, the makings of that one too so actually just the this kind of links into each other a little bit from okay. cairo and so I, I have to bring up this server shout out to monty booker and creating a discord server that name sounds familiar too monty booker is one of the best producers i've ever heard in my entire life and he produces a lot for smino that's how I okay. That makes love, sense. Yeah. That's how I know that name. Okay, okay, okay. Because I like Spino a lot. Anyway, so he literally created a Discord server, and he had a huge presence on SoundCloud, and also just has a huge presence as a commu- as a producer right now. So you literally have all these producers from the SoundCloud era, yes, coming in, and a lot of those producers being like old friends of mine or old friends of me and Meltican, which I somehow haven't brought up in this once which is crazy because you're a lot of music with him too so. I'm, i literally be in freaking discord chats with him every almost every day he's super dope yeah it's another one yeah yeah i really like his stuff too yeah. he but he gets into the story as well go so ahead. Right, go ahead. so gonna... we're basically just in discord chats like with all these crazy ass producers just cooking up everyone's just cooking up i'm either in there freestyling like one day i literally freestyle for three hours straight with t-watt and all these dope ass producers yeah. shout out t-watt by the way um and one day, I'm with the homie Killerman's Ego, who's also an incredible producer. I'm just bringing up shitload of names at this point. <laughs> there's just a whole lot of people. It's insane. And she brings in her friend Jack, a.k.a. Cumulus Frisbee. So we're chilling in the VC, and, like, we're just showing each other our stuff. And Jack's showing beats. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? This is insane. I've never heard some shit like this. And it was cra- it's crazy because he doesn't make songs with artists. Like I, he doesn't, he doesn't have releases or too many releases with artists and I'm listening to these beats and they're all like jazz inspired, which have, yeah. has a deep place in my heart because I used to play saxophone and I, I was in the orchestra for like oh, no about way. seven years and yeah, That's in grade dope. school. Oh, good for you. So dope shit. he, uh, he's listening to my stuff. He's li- I'm listening to his stuff. And he's just, he's making the beat. He's like, yo, I'm down to work with you. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this. So he makes it me in the call. He makes it be in the Discord call on the vi- on the VC chat, yeah. and then after that, he sends me the beat. I fin I finished the ID in like an hour. Wow. Yeah, in like an hour, I was on I was on that joint, and it was basically I was definitely feeling myself when I made that damn track. 
<laughs> yeah, no, you but, can feel your energy on that that one, that one in particular. But I just came off a wave of huge inspiration. Mm. So then, same wave of inspiration. Obviously, I'm showing Melty Cannon, um, and I just call him Zach, so I'm just gonna use that name. Um, I'm obviously showing Zach all my ideas and everything, and he's like, "This is dope as hell. This is probably one of my favorite things from you as well." So then we get come carefully. Um, in that same Monty Booker Discord server, John X was there. And John X is a, I actually made a song from him like four or five, actually, damn, seven years at this point ago no when I purchased a beat from uh, this one website of his. And that's how I relinked with them. So then he starts sending me like a big ass beat pack. And multiple songs from that show were produced by John X. So he sends me one for Carefully and where it has that, sample which everyone thinks is lazy which is hilarious is not it's not lazy <laughs> although we have joked around having her sing it at like shows and such and from there i'm just like huh this is yeah i'm gonna sing on this <laughs> just immediately i'm like okay and zach had always been like pushing me to like really try and expand on my stuff as yeah. well on top of that like you know having Jita being an incredible singer and also having Lucas being a great singer as well. And they both also say they are not great singers, but they are way better singers than No. Me. And yeah, we all know they, that. We all know that. <laughs> we yeah, all know that. Come yeah, on. Come on. And they do too deep down. Yeah. They just, they're, they're too humble. But, Damn well, yeah. 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 So then from there, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to try and, like, expand on it and, like, really play around. So that's how I started with, like, the Please Try Carefully mm. being, like, probably – like the most prolific slash the chorus for the song and then i get into the verse where like i try flows that i'm not very comfortable with and it was cool like the original version actually um had a little bit more of the falsetto in the first part but then showing zach he's like man this shit sounds like a dap two dudes dapping up <laughs> and i'm like yeah let's try this out so then we get that so he's like it would be crazy if you had this type of part i'm like Wait, you mean literally, and then that's how that bad, bad chitty on the Sally, since you got a little bit of time, I'll give it, like, so from there, oh, and then after that, it was literally just one of those moments of, like, yo, it'd be crazy if you added, like, Derek does it a lot for me as well, he's like, yo, it'd be crazy if you added this, or and it'd be like, it's like the most small, minimal idea of just words, but it's like, immediately like, oh, bam, oh, yeah, that makes sense, mm-hmm. and then after that, we just piece that first verse together, and then... The falsetto that I was thinking of adding earlier, I ended up doing that for the verse on the second half because I was like, I I very much need to go out of my comfort zone here and I want to do something different, which is oh. where that falsetto came out. And good for you, man, for like doing that, for, for making sure that you like get outside that comfort zone and also, but also like being inspired by other people and, and really some of these people that are really your, sorry, your contemporaries, but also your peers now as well in the same way of like, yeah. you know, making sure that you you know, put your best foot forward. But, you know, I think like when you, when you're in the room with somebody like that, I feel like you can either go one of two ways. It's either like you kind of falter and maybe get nervous. You're not ready or it elevates exactly what you're doing. And it, mm-hmm. I, it sounds like to me that it's, it's done the latter where it's completely elevated where you're going and the trajectory you have. Like, you know, I, I think for you, I, and I hope even hearing yourself talking about this, maybe out loud that you hear that, man, like a lot of people, think like you got it man like seriously there's a lot of people that really believe in what you're doing and believe in your sound and your craft and just you as a vocalist and as a lyricist and a writer and 
again, like I've always loved too the way you market things and just like all the you know the the pictures you take the the, the videos like they all they all really just give like anybody the Timmy O experience <laughs> and you. it's incredible, bro. So like that's an awesome story by the way. That's that's just like I'm I'm happy for you, man, because I think you deserve it. You're just I love your energy. I love you're just you know you just seem like such a good human being as well. Thank and you. you deserve it, man. You deserve all, everything that's coming your way, man, for real. Now, if I don't get a chance to say that, I wanted to make sure I did. So no, I really do appreciate it, and you know, I mean, I it's been a long time coming. I've been making music for a long time, a long period of time. I feel like I've, I've yeah. recently been in a good run of just like seeing constant improvement and also just being in the room, like being in the room with people who are obviously extremely good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And just being around that energy just inspires you to be better. Definitely. Like, like you said, it's like, it just gets you to that next point. Yes. But like, and also it's like peers, but like, these are just the homies. Like I I remember vividly there, actually this happens almost all the time. Going into a discord chat and being a nerd, um, you're in like old communities and everything. And it was like, yo, is that, is that Melchie Cannon? Oh my God. You you have a song with, I'm like, bro. It's just that, bro. Just, Chill. Just, Chill. Yeah, yeah. To you, it's just that. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just a homie. No, that's no, but that, again, you got it's got to be great for you to understand that, like that, that you've gotten to that place because yeah. he respects you as an artist, respects you as a person, right? Because that's the biggest thing, and that's the biggest thing I've seen in this industry, just as from like a journalist podcast side of things, where like mm-hmm. the relationships really like. I think the best part about it, but also the most important as well. Absolutely, like, I love when, and again, like you and I have had a really good rapport now for. A little while, but more so now that like when I went to your show, I feel like we've definitely like got off on a way better foot just because we got to know each other a little bit better. Absolutely. And that's what I'll always take away from this stuff. Like regardless of how big you get or wherever you go, like, uh, you know, that piece of it really for me is like what I love about doing what I do is like the relationships and like, you know, regardless of where our platform goes and how like, you know, big or successful, however you want to like, yeah. you know, measure that. I think what I'll always, and I say this to a lot of people when they ask like, you know what my end game is with this it's just more or less like you know what like for me like i will always take away the relationships and like the friendships i feel like i've made throughout this shit and like so and i feel like you i mean as an artist i'm sure it's the exact same way where it's like you know these people become yeah they're not your friends or i mean they're not your peers or your contemporaries anymore they can become your literally just your friends you just know them on a first name basis exactly that's so amazing man good for you and like I said, you're just doing so much, so many great things. Speaking of that, you have some things coming up that I wanted to talk about really quick. Uh, you're sh- speaking of performing. I don't know how I missed this earlier, uh, <laughs> and I've been doing some promo work with him that should be out at this point. If it's not, it's coming out really soon. But Mako, you're opening for Mako with Sleeping Bella and Dev Soder. Lineup sounds incredible. Make sure you guys get your tickets. I'll be there. I'll be covering the show again uh, for for that one in particular. But definitely make sure you guys go to this. It's going to be an amazing, amazing night. It's June 30th at the Crystal Ballroom in Somerville. Get your tickets now. It's all ages. Uh, stores at seven. I think I got everything down. Mako, I hope, I hope, hopefully, I'm. Uh, the man know what you're talking about. You got it down. I think I got it down. But uh, yeah, so that's gonna be amazing for you. You got that coming up. That's a day after Steady Hand drops. So that's gonna be a really great week. It's just weekend for you in general. Yes, sir. Uh, what, what else? What else is on the horizon, man, for, for, for Timio going forward and, and the rest of the year and, and going forward? So there actually is another show that I actually haven't even announced yet coming earlier. Another performance coming a little earlier. So in about two weeks at the state park, at a state park, I'm going to be performing as well on June 19th. I know that's Hell Father's yeah. Day, but it's for Juneteenth. Yes. And yes. I'm going to, so I'm going to be doing that. 
Um, in terms of the time, I have the worst memory in the entire world when it comes to this shit. However, you should definitely check my social media, and I'm going to be posting about it soon. Awesome. Unfortunately, I'll be away. Otherwise, I would have came through. But totally um, cool. Yeah, I, I absolutely understand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will be actually be in Tampa. So that's uh, hilarious. I love you just came. From I, that. Know, I know. I, I know. You told me that the other day. Yeah, my my work sent me on a four day conference. This is not content that anybody cares about. But <laughs> no, nah, it's cool. So anyway, um, and then anything else coming up the rest of the year? I know you like obviously we talked about Steady Hand. We got you got the two two shows, yes, uh, the Juneteenth show at, uh, at State Park, and then uh, obviously the Crystal Ballroom with Mako and Sleeping Bell and. Dev Soda, anything else that uh, uh, is coming the rest of the year that fans of yours or new fans, obviously off the hopefully off of this uh, interview, uh, can expect from, from you? Oh, I have a whole lot of music, new music all summer, basically. Let's go! Like I literally was in a session with Derek this morning, working on a track that goes. I feel like it's probably it's pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. Let's go. Like, probably one of my be- favorite beats in a while. Like we were literally just finishing up that track right before leaving here. I had to I had to bounce it so we can listen to it in the car. That's on awesome. the way over here. Yeah, that's got to be exciting, right? When it's finishing a song and getting to like bump it in the car for the first time or something like that. Like, Absolutely, it's, it's got to be sweet. Car test is elite. That is, yeah, that is the the big big thing there. Um, and yeah, anything and else? Or, also, I have a bunch of other songs. Um, for example, the ones I was talking about that I did with Lucas at the last retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, we are also definitely going to be shooting more visuals. So. And basically just more content. In terms of shows, I do have something in the works. Definitely have something in the works. I'm going to be coming after. I can't announce it yet. Okay. But it, it's really, a, it's very, very cool. And it involves a homie who we've talked about earlier. So it's going to be very cool. Hell yeah. Well, I am excited. Thank for you. that, I'm sure others are too. Uh, my last question that I have for you before my, uh, the last segment of this of this show Um Anything. I like asking this question just because I feel like it's it must be difficult. I feel like all these songs are like your babies. Like it's hard to you know it's hard. Like it's like asking like who's your favorite child, right? Uh, asking parents who their favorite child is. Uh, what's your like your favorite song? If you could pick one like off the top of your head, like favorite song you've made, and or or maybe one that's maybe not even out yet, and and why? Like where is like that's what's that song for you that maybe just like stands out a little bit more amongst the rest? Dang. It's a tie between I'm a, I'm gonna stick to publish just because I it's I'm always gonna love the newest stuff I create because I'm always trying to make the newest trying to just Fair get enough. better on every song. However, between the songs, I think I'm between Check on Your Strong Friends and also it's gonna be uh Carefully, Ooh. just in terms of versatility and also like ability to like really chat my shit. Mm. Like, especially on Check On Your Strong Friends. Like, I was really... I love that song. I was screaming. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, you are. I know. It's funny you say that because, uh, you know, I uh, my... Uh, I think Earth Gang came out with a song pretty recently that's the exact same title of it. Not Obviously, the it's songs really are very close. different. It's really close. Yeah, it's like something like that. And... Um, you know, a lot of my friends see me as the strong friend. So I had a, actually a friend hit me up like, yo, I was listening to the Earth Gang uh, song. Like, I'm just checking yeah. on you, man. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. But I love that song, too, be- for, for that reason, just because, like, I love the message behind it. I think exactly. it's, like, super important to just make sure, like, you're checking on all your friends, like, regardless of, you know, 
what they you know because i think some some of us some people can put on that hard exterior like oh i'm good mm-hmm. i'm chilling i'm fine but like yeah. we're all going through something man we're all we're exactly. all fighting about there's that saying too of like everyone's fighting a personal battle that you know nothing about exactly you know? and that's so. and also like for example like jacob actually brought that to my attention as well because he's also a huge earth gang fan and he was like yo there's a song that's like really cool. i'm like oh shit i mean gotten to <laughs> listen to the album because i'm also a huge earth gang fan oh they're so and good. when i was told that i'm like this is fire because of the fact that um, mental health in the black community is extremely, extremely important. And in men in in general, general. it's like, it's intersectionality in that situation. Yes. yes. And like, it doesn't get talked about enough. Yes. So at points like this, I think it's extremely, extremely beneficial that you've seen so many more people even address it and also Mm -hmm. like come in. So I've just been really happy to see more, people and more artists like bring attention to it Absolutely. so folks can actually like start taking yeah. care of themselves in that regard too it's so important it's the it's the you know the analogy of the airplane right if you're you know you got to put your your oxygen on first before you can help other people you got to make sure you're good i was just having this conversation with somebody last night where it's like you got to make sure you're good you got to make sure you're spending enough time yeah. taking care of yourself whether eating eating i mean that's eating well or going to the gym like whatever it is that meditating, I mean, therapy, whatever it is you need to like help your mental and physical and spiritual being mm. be the best it can be, everything else kind of will, not to say take care of itself, but you're just going to be in a better position to do all those things. Exactly. So I, I applaud you for having, you know, putting that message in your music. Uh, like you said, especially as a black man, for sure, uh, that being a sort of a, a taboo, stig- like sort of stigma thing that I think we're starting to break down uh, of us people, you know, getting, being able to talk about that a little bit more. Exactly. You know, whether you're a man and, and women too, I'm not, I don't want to leave women out of it too, but I just feel like it's, it was kind of, it's always been like this, you know, male toxic masculinity sort of thing where it's like, we, we can't talk about these things or like, it's not you know, allowed or whatever, or like exactly. we're, we're soft if we do. Right. Um, I come from from a you know a background sort of similar to that where you know like I have a, a, a Italian you know father who can, you know off the boat and it's just that was always the mentality the men you just you don't talk about those sort of emotions it just was never a thing that was ever addressed to me as a kid mm-hmm. so you know now it's you know it's kind of playing pickup a little bit and I hope when once I have children that I'm able to have those conversations with them earlier you know regardless of whatever gender they are but just you know I think it's just so important so just definitely want to applaud you for that and that those are two of my favorite songs of yours as well Thank I have you. a funny feeling I'm gonna like steady hand a lot though when, when that drops but Having said that, that's definitely fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, Timmy, oh, you've been such an incredible guest, man. This has been a, such an awesome podcast episode. Like, I'm just, it's an honor for me to have you here and, and chop it up with you. And, and this has just been incredible. So, thank you so much for stopping by. But I do have one final question for you, and this is our open response. And speaking of being fans of other artists like Earth Gang, um, this is the dream song scenario. Sheesh. So, I will give you, uh, I'll structure this song for you. Uh, you get a song. Okay, and you can create this song with any artist, dead or alive. All right, mm-hmm. I'll structure it a little bit for you. So um, you get one producer, uh, or t- if you want a second producer, you can you can dabble into. You can mix and match if you want two producers, mm-hmm. and then you get three guest features. All right, so you get a verse, and then you get someone to do a, a hook, and then you get two additional verses. Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, producer can be dead or alive three additional features on that song dead or alive can be any artists in the entire world who would be on timmy o's dream song shit damn it's crazy because i gotta figure out if i want to make a hit or if i want to make an experience 
No one has ever, I've asked this question, I don't know how many times, probably 60 times. And I don't think any, 50, 60 times, I don't think anybody's approached or like said something like that. <laughs> Everyone always just goes for the straight hit or like their favorite artists and stuff like that. So that's interesting that you're going that direction. Lately. Or, or even broaching that conversation or that question. I've always had a lot more fun when I make an experience for a person. Cause like I want, I want to leave a lasting impression. And based on that, I think, I think for production, um, I think Kanye straight up just comes. I think I want Kanye West on the production. Um, also, people who are really good at creating experiences. Frank Ocean definitely needs to be involved. Frank Ocean, baby. Um, incredible. You say guest verses. You get, yeah, you get uh, two guest verses. You get a verse, of course, because it's your song. So Frank, Frank could get a verse unless you want him to do the hook. And like, one, one thing is that Frank also does a lot of production. He does. Well. You could you could have him work with Kanye and do a little you know they could they but could, low they could key do. I think I want Pharrell to help with the production a little bit more I think I I right. want uh I'd want Kanye first half Pharrell switch into second half Hell and then yeah. you have Frank go into like something a lot more like melodic and soulful but the first part is extremely intense and like telling the story basically just damn what would I even make the story about. Yeah, someone was really good at making the experience. <laughs> Kanye production. Probably really intense, like, rap feature for me. Uh, it's something similar to Steady Hand. Who would compliment that well? Damn. You got two two guest features left. Two guest features. Uh-huh. You know, I think I, I think I would definitely... Just in terms of like the area, I think I'd want Saint Lior on that. Ooh, imagine Saint Lior on the fucking Kanye track, dude. That shit would go insane. That would be ridiculous. That would go. I love that you're bringing nuts. in a, a local a local guy too. That's yeah, that's your local artist. That's pretty sweet. I've always been big on just like working with people mm. who like I feel are either like friends or or just dope. like I like. Granted, I, I haven't had enough interactions with Saint Lior to be able to call him friend, but like he's he's one of the coolest people I've met so far. Dope. And I would definitely want to. They're awesome. The Van Buren guys. They're yo, just. Van Buren fuckers. They're, they're up next. A, yeah, absolutely. But or not, not even up next. I not like they've they're kind of there, arrived. They're there. Like, they've kind of arrived. I mean, I'm talking like on a national scale. I feel like they're up next. Like oh, from facts. this area, like for oh, sure. absolutely. Yeah. And then Saint Lior and Saint Lior and me on the Kanye half. And then on the second half, it would be shit. Nah, I think I think I want to be on the second half too. But I need one more person who compl- one, mm-hmm. who compliments Frank. Well, all right. So if I'm gonna do a flow on something like that, it'd probably be really heavy pads, angelic. Frank hitting some high notes. Me coming in with like deep tones, probably poetic in terms of the delivery. You know, it'd be interesting. Mick Jenkins. Mick Jenkins would be really fucking interesting. Have you ever listened to Mick Jenkins? Don't tell me you have heard of Mick Jenkins, bro. bro no. Stop it. Okay, stop it. I'm about you to. You seriously? I mean, I, I, the waters, trees, and truths. Yes, sir. Okay. Like I've been a Mick. I've been listening to Mick Jenkins for eight to 10 almost 10 years yeah like i'm a huge mick jenkins guy i'm thinking about it because i feel like your cadences are a little bit i don't say similar not similar but like i feel like it would be interesting to see almost hear you guys like go back and forth or something like that That it might be be an interesting concept actually and it's funny because i've literally been i've gotten that multiple times yeah for example like whenever i talk to t he's like yeah you almost sound like mick in a little way you do you do now i i didn't i didn't pick up on it until you said it 
And I'm also a little bit offended you thought I didn't know who Mick Jenkins was. Hey, bro, I, I looked at you and like I was like, I couldn't figure out. No, I'm, I was thinking about how that would sound like. Yeah. But no, that's dope as shit. I mean, based on like a lot of the things I've been going off, themes I've been going off, it'd be really interesting because like maybe you could do like a back and forth and you mm. couldn't tell who's saying what. Yeah, that's ooh. That might go insane. That so it's be- like, you're the first part, Kanye production, very like Yeezus, My Beautiful Dark Twistens, Twisted Fantasy-esque. Okay. And it's like super intense. Me uh, me having the first verse, St. Leo on the second verse, switches into some crazy ass production yeah um by p and frank ocean because i don't know if you know but frank ocean and uh pharrell worked on pink and white together yes i did know that in terms of the production Mm -hmm. yeah so Mm -hmm. you have like these crazy ass melodies and also like just the perfect production uh, and uh percussion because you know pharrell's percussion is like insane it's insane and then Absolutely. you'd probably have me opening up and then there's certain parts where it goes it switches back and forth between me and mick and just hitting like punch lines but also talking about like male vulnerability and also just kind of being because mick jenkins also very much touches oh yeah He's on that, that as lot. well and he does that very well so it's like if you just go back and forth on that you just have this crazy ass experience and to end it off i don't know if i in terms of production nah i'm going a little too in deep <laughs> too <laughs> but no, that's this song already well it's funny you said you wanted to make a it's an experience i think you're doing both you're making a hit and an experience timmy <laughs> timmy o featuring mick jenkins saint leor and uh, Frank Ocean with production from Pharrell and Kanye. I, I think it would be both a hit and an experience for Thank sure. You. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll manifest it. We'll speak these into existence. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's sort of half the point of this too. It's like, yeah, <laughs> hey, you know, just it's a fun, it's a fun exercise, but also like, hey, maybe we'll manifest something. Um, Timmy, thank you so much, man. This has such a, been such an amazing episode. Thank you for I, having me. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> uh, take the last few uh, moments here to plug away. Let the people know where they can find you. And uh, again, any anything you want to plug. This is this is your time. Go. Ahead. All right. So this is Timmy O, aka Timmy Two Strand, aka Himothy, aka Not nah, Fuck With You. Um. So follow me on Instagram, of course, Timmy Two Strand, which is T I M I T W O S T R A N D. Timmy Two Strand, and also I'm the same thing on Twitter. Definitely go watch Cairo if you haven't yet. Oh, one thing I haven't said yet. Shout Gerilyn, aka Doctor Sullivan, for letting us use. <laughs> Main Street Chiropractic, um, if you haven't gotten your spine cracked or realigned recently, you should definitely go to Nashville, New Hampshire, and go to Main Street Chiropractic. Damn, I didn't even tell the story of how we did that. Ah, that's a – we got to do another one of these. <laughs> that's a, I got, we definitely got to do another do one of these Let's because that was one of the craziest – I, I love – hey, shout out, Jared <laughs> <laughs> Um, Damn. Oh, we got Pond the Ganyans too. Uh, shout out Anake Krom. No, wow, I definitely fucked up that name, so they're going to be on my ass for that. Anyways, Western Massachusetts, Anake Krom, you definitely have to go visit that. Um, shit. Damn, there's a Suya Joint. Go to Suya Joint in Dorchester, I believe. Nigerian food spots, all fire. Um, I remember Wale literally put out a tweet and said, where should I go get food? I'm like, you should go to Suya Joint. He did not go to Suya Joint. And he was he upset. Up. He, he, was, fucked up. he fucked up very bad. He fucked up. Damn, what else? What else? Um, James, he's taking over the world, of course. Um, Timmy O taking over the world. Lucas taking over the world. G is taking over the world. All the homies taking over the world. Mexican taking over the world. Yeah, I almost just want to kind of like, if you hit like a do, 
do the loot loot like narwa at this point because i i don't even know what else i want to plug <laughs> oh man dude you're, you're 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 something else man i appreciate you so I'm much you're, you are, you're, you're awesome no you really are this has been this has been a lot of fun well hey timmy uh if you're coming on to us for just the first time obviously follow us at turntable teachers uh on instagram tiktok we're on all we're doing all that thing uh subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, make sure you subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever that is. And uh, follow our website, www.turntableteachers.com. We got all the latest blogs, uh, episodes, all the good stuff, merch even, all on that on that website. Make sure you check that out if you are a fan of Timmy O, just coming on to us for the first time. And once again, Timmy, thank you so much for uh, being here, man. This was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Of course. <laughs> and as always, I'm Mike. This is Timmy O with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially dismissed.